On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Jen Gedimer and oh my gosh, so much value, so much impact. She's a sales expert, but we go into so many different levels um, and go into her story. And you know, you see the title here of Income and Impact, and it almost goes full circle and how the conversation starts in the episode and then it also concludes on that level and how both of the things are so interlined, but then also how do we go about doing this? How do we go about creating that impact? Are you showing up? Are there things holding you back? What questions can you be asking yourself? We go through all of these things and it's just such a powerful episode that I know you're going to love. So let's dive in, but first the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. We are back and I am excited as I always am because I get to talk with the most amazing people and you know this particular individual is no different and so i am so so excited to welcome jen gittimer welcome 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 thank you it's pleasure and honor to be here i'm excited <laughs> yes love it so real quick um just tell us a little bit about you know who you are what you do and who you serve yeah sure so I am that person who is obsessed with selling. I freaking love it because of two things, the, the possibilities that it brings for income and impact. You get to make money and determine how much money you make by your sales and you get to impact other people. So I have been obsessed with selling since I was literally five years old. I, I started making bracelets, selling them outside the supermarket then as I got older, sold Cutco knives. Uh, if you ever have had Cutco knives, they're literally the best. And two decades later, I will still tell you that because I believe in them. And um, eventually managed a sales team nationwide, hired a, a, a team, was running a sales division of 30 people, and then quit to start my own business and be able to impact more people across the world rather than just my little corner of, you know, my 30 people that I got to hang out with and help every day. And so uh, I teach people how to make more money. I teach high ticket sales. Like if you're selling coaching packages or VIP days or stuff like that, I can help you close them more and better over the phone and easily and all that. And I teach people how to launch. So I am obsessed with launching because I, I realized the change it could make to our business and to the people we were serving. And so I created this launch formula, this exponential launch formula that uh, allows me to help other people with their launches. Amazing. That's so cool. And I do love that you mentioned um, Cutco. Uh, my mom's got a set, swears by them. They need to be sharpened, but they're still like amazing knives. And um, my old boss um, was also a, a Cutco guy. And I, it is, it's so interesting. Like that's how you got your journey. Also, I love that you mentioned that you started super early, you know, selling <laughs> bracelets, you know, you have that amazing origin story of, of, of starting super young. And one thing I love, you know, I'd love to dive into it a little bit more is like you mentioned, you were just like, I quit and 
just, you know, starting my own business. So I would love to hear more about that. I mean, that sounds really easy. Like, okay, bye. Let me go start my (laughs) own business now. It was not like that. I wanted to quit. So I was with this company, uh, Fortune 500 company for over six years. And it took me about a year from the day I decided that I wanted to quit to the day I quit, actually quit. It was not an easy decision because if you have a secure financial job and you're making good money and it's okay, I mean, I wasn't like the happiest with it, but I was happy what I thought, right? Happy enough. And (laughs) it wasn't until I got really unhappy and realized that I could just do it better, not what they were doing, but do business for me better on my own that I, I mustered up the courage to walk away. And I walked away from a really significant package and it was, everyone thought I was nuts. Like what? And I just knew like when you have that entrepreneurial fire inside of you, you can't ignore it. I mean, I ignored it for a year and then finally it was like, just do it. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so cool. Now, did you, before you quit, was there stuff that you were doing ahead of time to like like behind the scenes? Were you like building a website? Were you like building a client base or was it like quit and then start? Okay. So here's the full story. So I quit and because I hadn't done any of that stuff, I totally chickened out and I was like, I'll just go get another job. That's safe. (laughs) So I got another job for about three months and my boss was just like the boss from hell. I don't even have that job anywhere on my LinkedIn or anything. Like no one will ever know where it was. And cause he was like the most horrific boss you could ever imagine. And it was the universe screaming at me. What are you doing? Go get, go start your home business. And so I flew back. I was, uh, it was Thanksgiving weekend. I was visiting my parents in Florida. Boss calls, tells me to bring the team into work on Thanksgiving. I'm like, actually, you gave us these crazy ass job contracts that were like 15 pages long. And Thanksgiving is one of the days you specifically state we have off. (laughs) I mean, it was just nuts. And what it was saying to me, and, and maybe some of your listeners can relate, is that you can do this. Like, you're never going to be that guy. You can do this. You can treat people well. You can make a difference. Just go for it. And so I flew to New York City that day, went straight from the airport to quit, (laughs) quit, gave my notice or whatever. And then that afternoon, I had like filled out the LLC paperwork and started my own thing. Amazing. That is so cool. I can't believe he was calling to work on Thanksgiving. What could have been so important? Nothing. To make cold (laughs) calls, by the way. He wanted us to make cold calls on Thanksgiving. No. I'm like, no one wants to receive these calls today. Everyone's busy with their families. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Cause again, it's, you're getting that screamed. You're getting, you got slapped in the face on like, this is what happens when you're not following (laughs) what I'm trying to tell you. a year goes by, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll leave, maybe it won't, you know, dip the toe in the water, out, in, out. And then I quit thinking I'm going to start my own thing. I'm like, ah, that's too scary. Let me just go get this job. And then I'm like, nah, no, I need to start. And that was like seven years ago. So, 
my business has really evolved a lot since then, but it was, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. And so I would love to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more in that, that feeling where you were like, I need to do this. And you were like that intuition that's happening. And obviously you were fighting it to, you know, in the beginning. And I'm wondering if there's particular instances where this has happened again, and you've kind of been more open to like the universe screaming at you has, as more things like this happen. So in the past year or so, maybe two years, I have dug deep into personal development where now, like at the time, I didn't even realize that my intuition was talking to me. Like I didn't, that voice, I wasn't connected to her. And so now when she speaks to me, I hear it and I try to listen <laughs> because every time you don't listen, you will keep getting the same lesson. But I didn't, I, I, I didn't even realize that, 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 that's what it was. And so now that I, that I do hear it because I've gone deep, right? I, I do breathing exercises every day and we can go into my routine if you want, but I have a whole routine that I've been working with a, a spiritual guru on and, and uh, it's, it's really changed my energy around this kind of stuff in a way that. I have to listen now. I can't ignore it. <laughs> yes. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about morning routine. So let's dive in. Now I'm, now I'm, I'm peaked. I can't wait any longer. I need to, I need oh, to hear man. more. <laughs> okay. So I do a self-guided yoga practice and it's just basically a, a sun salutation and I do it three times, but I'm breathing the whole time and I'm breathing in each pose for three seconds because the, the, in yoga, you're usually like, you know, do some pose and you breathe in, you breathe out, you go to the next pose. But when you breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, obviously not that fast. <laughs> you're really getting deep into the pose. And so that first connects me with my body. And then the next thing I do is I actually do breath work. And I have a, a guided piece that I listen to. It's a, a powerful three breath work. It's, it's kind of similar. And in the middle of it, you're like, looking at your third eye. It's very woo. <laughs> and your eyes are closed and you're all in this like meditative stance and you're, you know, like really deepening into your third eye. And that's when a lot of thoughts come to me. And then I have a practice where I use mala beads. Are you familiar with them? No. They're, um, someone gave me, so my, my spiritual advisor gave me uh, a mantra and the mantra is specific to me. It's a secret. And so I can't tell you, but it's specific to me for what he felt I needed right now. And it can change, but when you're given your mantra, you accept it and it's freaking rad. And so I repeat that mantra. I go around these beads 108 times and then I go back around 108 times. And it's a short, it's just two words. So it's just short, you know, you keep, okay. So I say that every morning. I know this is like crazy. And <laughs> And then right after that, I journal. And the thoughts that come out when you've done all that prep work before the journaling, now your mind is free to just free flow. And the flow that comes out, and it's, it's your intuition that's actually like pouring out of you. And, and, you know, when you're looking at your third eye, as corny as that sounds, it's your intuition. Again, it's your gut speaking to you. There have been days where I'm like, 
oh, this person needs love. I'm going to send this person love. And then I'm like, wait, I also need to send myself love. Like, don't forget self-love, Jen. You know, <laughs> I've never like, by the way, this is such a good question because I've never talked about this on a podcast. Um, but, but yeah, so I go really deep in the morning to connect with myself and to connect with my body, my mind and my, and my thoughts and get them out. Cause if they're stuck in your head, you're not listening to them, but when you can write them and I don't mean type, type is not the same, like physically write them with a pen. It's so powerful. That is so awesome and so unique. And now I want a mantra. Um, I actually <laughs> do have a mantra, but it's more of an open mantra based on Brendan Burchard. He talks about creating a mantra for yourself that you get a reminder each day. Um, you know, mine's like ERP, enthusiasm, responsibility, and potential. So it's just Ooh, being enthusiastic. Um, you know, you have a responsibility to live up to your potential. So there's kind of like, they all kind of flow um, together, but I think that's so fascinating. And then also the journaling aspect. So I kind of want to dive into that a little bit more because um, I like the idea. I don't have a, a, a free flow journal entry in the morning. My, I do mine at night. Um, so I'm curious, like how long do you generally write for during that time? It really depends it depends on how much I'm pouring out of me. And if I'm upset about something and I'm kind of just like venting to myself or cause we all have that. Right. Or if I'm just like thinking about my to-do list that day, or, you know, and I try to go at least five to seven minutes minimum. And then sometimes it's 15, but it's not, I, I try to make it a routine that I can do every day. And if it was like an hour of journaling, I wouldn't be able to do that every day. <laughs> but one thing I didn't mention is, and this is really cool for anyone who picks up this practice or it does journal every day, your thoughts create a story for you. And if you examine your thoughts, you can really understand why your reality is the way it is and what you need to do to get it to the next level. So what I do now is I take like a month's worth of journaling and I look back for patterns and routines. I look back, like you asked me if, if I had that same thing with my intuition ever before, you know? And so now what I do is I literally, I'm like, oh, is this a recurring theme in my life? Is this a recurring pattern? What does that look like? And how can I up-level it? I'm always thinking about how can I take it to the next level? And so if you, if you do journal, it's a great practice to, to review it every once in a while, like once a month. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Um, and that extensiveness. And again, time is the biggest thing um, that a lot of people I think worry about with, with morning routines. And some people are like, oh, you know, I couldn't do that. Or so I'm curious, how long is your general morning routine? 20 to 25 minutes. I mean, it's not, it's doable. Like, what do you do for 20 minutes in the morning that you can cut out? You know, are you scrolling through Instagram for 20 minutes? Is that like the best way to really start? The, the start of your day is your foundation. It's like, you know how they say like, eat a good breakfast. It's like, eat, like <laughs> have a good morning, do something that's going to set you up for success in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that analogy of utilizing breakfast because people don't <laughs> take it enough. That's why I do. I obsess over morning routines because I think it is so critical that we incorporate it into our life and whatever that may look like for you. Again, I, everyone has different and that's what's so unique about like 
this show and how and different people because I love hearing how each person is different and how their their routines vary because at the end of the day you have to find what works best for you. Um, yeah, and I think that also if you set an intention for why you want to do a morning routine, like a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm going to do a morning routine because that's what successful people do. Well, you're not going to be that tied in to making sure you do it every day. You know, one of my intentions is it is a way to show myself self-love, self-respect, all those things. And it's me taking care of me so I can take care of others. And if you are the kind of person who's really into taking care of others and serving your clients and, and, and you know, all that stuff, sometimes you forget to take care of you. And so if you set that intention ahead of time, like this is your time, you will hold it steady. Yeah, absolutely. So important to be able to, to not treat it as a chore. I actually right. had this come up where um, somebody asked me if I did my morning routine on the weekend. And, and I thought for a second and I was like, yeah, I do. And then he was like, I don't want to do that. But my thing is I don't want to see my morning routine as work, you know? Right. So to do it because it's not the weekend doesn't make any sense. Cause I enjoy it. I want to do it. It's not. Exactly. It's like, instead of looking at it as a chore, it's actually a gift that you're giving yourself and giving others because you're going to be calmer. You're going to you know, depending on what your focus is, you're going to be a better person for everyone else you're interacting with. Yeah, absolutely. For me, the weekends too are very powerful because I, I do reading in my morning routine. And so the weekends, I am much more likely to go longer, like yeah, potentially like over 30 minutes, which is great <laughs> um, to just like awesome. start, your, start your day um, with that. Um, and I'd love to shift the focus a little bit because you mentioned like over the last year, you've really been focusing on personal development. And I'm curious, like what that looks like for you from personal development, obviously routines is one aspect, but what, what's different over the last year compared to like previous years? You know, I realized that in order for my business to get to the next level, I personally need to get to the next level. So if, if you want to grow in your business, you need to grow yourself. And especially if you're a personal brand business. And so I realized that the, the biggest investment I could make and that is it's in yourself. And that's, that realization was really everything that changed. So I joined a mastermind with, um, this just amazing group of, of mostly females, one guy, <laughs> but um, uh, this amazing group of people. And we've, and through that mastermind there, uh, the leader is very spiritual and woo. And so uh, at our first retreat, we did breath work and that was so eye-opening for me. I had never done breath work in that way where it's like guided and you're laying on the floor and you literally feel like, like chills coming out of your hands and your feet and everything's like flowing out. I mean, it's crazy town. And if you've never done it, go find, find an online class if you can, or if, if your state is like more open right now, go see if you can do it in person. Like it is incredible. And so I discovered that and it just like each little thing opened me up to the next thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's kind of 
that's how growth happens. Like one <laughs> step at a time, you know, you're yeah. just like incorporating new things, trying new things, figuring out what's, you know, working for you, what's going to, you know, make the, the greatest impact. Has, been, has there been something particularly that's like when you were able to see this or realize this, that it was just like this big switch in your brain of like, wow, this is going to change everything? Or was that the big thing? Like saying, you know, I need to grow myself if I'm going to grow my business. Was that your big shift? I think that was the big perspective shift, to be honest. It was like, okay, so I'm, you know, I'm okay where I'm at. And, but if I'm going to really take my business to the next level, and I had kind of put it aside for a little bit. Um, but if I'm going to really grow this thing and help the people I want to help and make that kind of impact and money, then I need to like invest in me, you know, and I just, that, that was the game changer for me for sure. Investing in you. I love it. So you've done this mastermind. Um, you've invested in this spiritual training or spiritual <laughs> coach, which, you know, again, is very interesting in itself. Are there other things that you've invested in specifically for your personal, you know, for you to level up? So many. I, I'm like the like serial course taker. I love, I love learning. I literally could learn every day forever and just be so freaking happy. Um, I've also, so, you know, I, I invested in James Wedmore's uh, business by design and then his next level group, which is uh, ongoing coaching. And the coaching in there is really, really good um, just to have a community like that and then to join the group of coaches with, with you and some of the other people. And just like that in itself, just being in that room, I, I always feel up-leveled like, wow, these people are amazing, you know, and you need to surround yourself by amazing people, right? And so it's like, who are you choosing to hang out with the most? Because that's, that's how you're going to grow is if it's, you know, the people you want to be like, or you, you connect with and that kind of stuff. And so those programs, and then I also invested in a, um, a coach to help me, uh, tell my story. Cause I really needed to figure out my story for myself. And I felt like I was struggling to, to tell it and in a compelling way. And I think, and she does a lot of like hypnosis and NLP stuff. And I, I think it was just more fear. Like, obviously, obviously I know my story better than she does. She's a complete stranger, right? <laughs> but I think it was just fear around really opening up and being transparent about, you know, my, just everything, just like my background, my business background and where I've been and where I'm going, that kind of stuff. And so she helped me overcome those fears. <laughs> that's so cool is this does she specialize in specifically like helping you find your story or is that your word yeah yeah her name is celine DaCosta, and she uh she helps you un uncover your story like storytelling and stuff like that interesting really yeah. cool now yeah. do you have any plans of sharing that story more is that a big part of it yeah so um 
I'm trying to incorporate it more in what I do because I'm of the mindset, especially as I teach selling, right? That in order to sell to people, they have to connect with you. So that no like trust factor and they have to feel comfortable with you and confident in you. And if I, if you're not opening up and you're not showing behind the scenes of what's really going on and I'm like, but my life is so boring, but like, it's not like, it's not boring. It's all, you know, it's a, it, some people actually want to know about it. <laughs> and so just giving yourself permission for that and allowing yourself to be like, this is who I am. This is what I've got. Like, you know, and just show up. That's it. That's a huge thing because people will connect with you and want to buy for, want to get to know you and potentially want to buy from you. Absolutely. Yeah. I talk about that all the time, which is why I love, uh, love video, you know, sharing your story, opening up, um, which I guess I was curious is like, what your vehicle was going to be to opening up your story more. Do you have any plans for like writing a book or is it just going to be like in sales copy or like how, what's, what are you kind of like envisioning with that? Yeah. So I'm starting a weekly Facebook live show and I already have a podcast, but it's going to, my show's going to, I'm going to use some of that for the podcast, but I agree with you. Video is everything, right? Like I could be talking and and if you're just listening to the audio, it's not always as exciting if you see the person and feel their expression and see their passion and, you know, all that, like the facial expressions, right? That's, and, and so it's like the unmasking of, of all of that. Like people need to see that to really get to know you. And so my plan is for more and more video for sure. Love it. Yeah. yeah. And just sharing, sharing your story. Is there something particular that is in your story that, you would be open and wanting to share right now? Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, really, like anything. So it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a very, very open book. Uh, I did write a book, by the way, called Sales oh. in the New York Minute. And it's all about selling. And I give, so every two pages or so is like a, a quick read with a lesson so that you can pick it up from anywhere and, and read it and take away a lesson. That's so cool. Yeah. I do have a goal of writing a book. Um, I'm, I'm working on that, that progress here. And I hope to, to be able to, to make that happen real soon. I said, by the time I was 30 was my goal. So I got like a little less than a year now to, to make it happen. But I think I can, I think I can do it. Um, and so I have a, a, a question um, for you as we uh, continue on here. Um, and, and so, you know, I think it's really important that one thing you mentioned was really understanding and having other people around you. And, you know, you mentioned joining these programs and joining these masterminds and joining these groups. And I'd love for you to kind of elaborate because it is a continuous thing that I hear often, but I think it can be something difficult for people to unravel. And I know I struggled with it for a little bit of how we're able to incorporate new people into our life and what that means for other people that we may be letting go and kind of your journey through that. Yes. So, wow, that's that question is packed. <laughs> By the way, if you heard my dogs barking, they were really excited about you writing a book. So just <laughs> FYI, <laughs> they were super stoked and I can't wait to read it. Um, 
in terms of, so that's hard because I'm an introvert and most people who meet me think I'm an extrovert, but really I am a total introvert. As soon as any networking event or meeting or whatever is over, I will go home and be like, that was fun, but so exhausting. You know, like it takes everything out of me. And so especially like that's in person online, it's almost harder to make those connections unless you're fully showing up, unless you're really giving it your all and making an effort or else you can be in a group with a hundred other people or even 20 other people or five other people. And if you don't show up and you're not open and, and both helpful, like actually giving, maybe not depending on the situation, maybe giving advice or encouragement or whatever it may be or coaching, which we know is different. (laughs) Um, But, you know, depending on the situation, showing up and giving what you have, giving from your heart and giving from your soul. And if you can do that, you'll make a connection. Everyone's like, you know, in sales, like, how do I build rapport? But how do I build that relationship? It's like, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Be genuinely interested in the other person. And if you are and you really want to get to know them, then you'll find a way to uncover who they are. And when you're uncovering who they are, guess what's going to happen? You're going to find things you have in common. You know, I was talking to someone, I think it was yesterday, and she's like, so where do you live? We were on a Zoom call because I want to hire her for help with something. And she's like, and I'm like, Charlotte, she goes, oh, I live in Concord. Concord is like 20 minutes away from me, okay? She's like, where did you grow up? I'm like, well, you know, she's like, I saw on your website, New York. and I'm like, yeah. She goes, I grew up in Bayside, Queens. And I'm like, oh, my mom grew up in Bayside, Queens. Like, if, if you genuinely, she genuinely wanted to get to know me and, you know, started asking me questions and that's how you build those connections. That's how you build that deep relationship that could turn into long-term everything, long-term friendships, long-term clients, long-term term referrals, like all the things, right? And so I think it's really just a matter of showing up and it sounds so easy, but when you're in this online space, it can be intimidating and it can be hard. And I think that most, if if you show up with good intention, most people are going to see that and they're going to honor it and respect it and be just happy to get to know you. Cause every like, no one's like, Oh, I have too many connections. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) No one does. Right. I mean, I've not met anyone who does that. (laughs) Like, most people are like, oh, a new person. Who is, who is she? Who is he? I want to get to know them. I want to learn more about who they are. And, and, you know, can, can we do things together? Can we go on podcasts together? Can we, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think with social media, it makes it so easy for us to connect with people, connect with new people. And, and I always see like some people make this mistake in that they connect, but they're just like basically trying to sell me something and not doing it with, with that intention of just being like getting to know me and like ask and asking questions and like actually looking into it. It can make such a huge difference. And I have a question for you in regards to showing up. And if you had any, uh, an advice and insight for helping someone to show up more. Yeah. So I struggled with this a lot because the beginning of my business, I was showing up in person, which even though introvert me, that was difficult. I was showing up to networking meetings and getting introductions and all that. 
it was doable because I was confident in what I was offering. Online, where I couldn't see the other people, I felt this big disconnect. Like who, when you go on a live video, who are you showing up for? And you just have to trust that your audience is gonna find you. You just have to trust that one person is gonna say, oh wait, that's for me. Let me tell my other friend, she should, you know, she should follow Nick too. Okay, let me tell my other friend, they, they should all follow Nick, you know? And that, like that word of mouth will happen and you just have to trust it. And so my advice would be just show up and be yourself. And if, if you don't show up, think about your gift that you're holding back from the world. Like, so for me, I wasn't showing up as much as I wanted to. And I had just a lot of, um, I just wasn't confident in what I had to offer. I kept comparing myself to my husband, who quite honestly is like this superstar sales trainer, instructor, writer, author, all the things. And like, and I was like, who am I? Like, who am I to teach the same stuff? Even though I had been teaching it before I met him, but like, who am I to teach it when he teaches it? And that, that thought that really prevented me from showing up with my full power. And so if you're not showing up with your full power, you need to ask yourself, like, what's holding you back? What is preventing you from doing that? And what are the consequences of not showing up? So for me, it was, I'm not, I'm not growing my business because no one knows who I am because I'm not showing up. And, um, and also it really hit home for me when I realized how many people needed my help that I wasn't helping. And so when you have that realization, that can really change a lot because if you care about helping people and I do, I really care about helping people. And I realized like, I wasn't giving my gift out to the world. I could help people change their financial, uh, you know, their entire finances for their life and their family and all these things. And I'm holding it back. That seems like pretty mean. And so (laughs) once I put it in, like shifted my perspective around that, it really changed a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And those are such important questions to ask yourself. And I would recommend somebody, you know, if you're listening to rewind it and go back to those questions, because I think it's so critical in being able to ask the right questions for ourselves to be able to, you know, get to that, that level and get rid of those limiting beliefs. But the big thing, like what you're saying is how many people are missing out on you on, on that thing that, you know, and I think we often underestimate our knowledge. And it's like twofold, you know, it's like we underestimate our knowledge, but then also we're afraid to share it similar to what you're talking about. Like, who am I to talk about this? Everyone has that. You're, you'd be weird if you didn't have that, right. you know, <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's, it's a, it's a rite of passage for you to have some level of imposter syndrome to be like stepping out and showing yourself and, and being willing to. Uh, you know, to show up and, and yes. have that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And the journaling for me, it, it just really drives it home because in journaling, you can ask yourself those questions. So I don't like walk down the street with myself and say, okay, who are you not helping today? What's going on? I don't have these conversations, but I do on paper. 
I literally like there was something that I was just taken aback by and a family situation that I was like, what? Like my intention and the way the person perceived it were two totally opposite things, right? And so I started asking myself questions like, what is the lesson I need to learn here? What, 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 is, what is her perspective? If you can understand the other person's perspective, you know, and you can ask yourself all these questions. And if it's around showing up, what's holding you back? What, what are you afraid of and what's going to happen if you continue to not show up? And once you start to answer those questions, it's like, whoa, game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a big part of that too is, is not just the, the negative consequences, but also like what you can get yeah. by showing up. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. You know how we're focusing on, you know, what is that thing going to do for you? You know? this business by showing up and getting it to the level that you wanted to do, how is that going to affect your life? How is it going to affect your family? How is it going to just affect what you're able to do? And in addition to helping more people. And I'm curious from that standpoint, from a goal standpoint in how you have utilized goals, do you have any parts on goals or what's helped, you know, to level up? Do you talk about your goals like every day or every week or, you know, kind of what's yeah. your, your, your kind of uh, practice with that? Yeah. I just want to say that's a really good point about um, looking at like the positive impact of it as well. Like what could happen when you do this, you know, and, and really envisioning that. And so that actually is really good to go into segue into goals from there because what I do is I look at the possibilities. So I, every year at the beginning of the year, my 11 year old stepdaughter and I take like one of those big poster boards and we make vision boards and it is her favorite activity all year. Literally she looks forward to it all year. And, uh, and when I found that out, I was like just so amazed because it's so simple. You know, it's like, really? She's like, yeah, because we get to dream and we get to envision what that's going to look like. And any of these things are possible. And, you know, it's just like, it's so cool. And so on one of my vision boards, I had a Tesla and then I bought a Tesla and she's like, look, you're making it come true. You know? <laughs> and so I think vision boards and seeing your goals, a visual way to see your goals every day is super important. So, and I'm not necessarily home every day. You know, people travel, people go places, whatever, take a picture of it look at it on your phone. You know, you don't need to carry a big poster board around with you. Like just have a simple, and some people make them on Canva, Pinterest, whatever. There's all different ways to make vision boards. I have a, um, a guide to what I put on mine. And if you want me to give it to your uh, listeners, I can give you a, a download for that. Um, it's like, I've literally outlined every different theme that I believe should go on a vision board. And then you get to fill it in and do the work and then, and then make the board. It's pretty cool. And I have a whole video that goes with it. So I love vision boards because that sets me up for the whole year. The vision board and setting yourself up for the whole year. I love that. That is like so, um, so powerful. Yeah. So the thing is, what you put on your vision board may not be stuff that you uh, accomplish all in one year, but it's all stuff that you have an intention to achieve or accomplish or, or do one day. And so it's just very powerful to be able to look at that. And then what I do is 
I'm kind of crazy with goal setting. Like I look at what I have going on that month and how much commitments I have because I run my own business, but I also run my husband's business. So I, I have to um, be very mindful of what we have going on in his business and it, you know, so that I'm not like overwhelming myself. And so um, I look at what I have going on, how much time off I want, what I want my schedule to look like and, and be just fun for me. And then I base my goals around what I can do. So I know if, okay, if I'm working two to three hours a day on my business, you know, and I have 20 days this month to do that, what does that work look like? What can I achieve? What, what are my goals? And then I'll plan out launches and plan things from there. And so it's, it's really about what I can do. Like I just set this crazy goal <laughs> out of nowhere. I woke up and I was like, I'm going to make 50 K in 30 days. And I don't have like evidence of doing that last month or the month before ever in my business. So, or ever keywords. Right. And so I just like, was like, it's time I'm going to do that. And so now I'm on this journey to do that and I'm tracking what I'm bringing in and figuring out how I'm going to get there. But I've never, it's interesting because I hadn't taken my thoughts to that level of, okay, if that's my goal, how do I get there? And so often we figure out like what we need versus what we, if we were to dream, how could we make that dream a reality? Yeah. And so for you with, with the, the big dreams too. So obviously like, you know, 50 K, you know, that's, that's awesome. You've never done that before. So is that a big part of this in, in your goals is like setting a big goal? Or do you have like smaller goals or how does that fit into how you set your goals? So, yeah, I mean, I, well, what I thought about was how many people would I be impacting? And this is the thing I used to do when I was training my salespeople because they were all former educators and we sold education products to teachers and to student and that would help students. And so they weren't salespeople, right? Or, or really entrepreneurs. And so I would have them think about how many kids were you impacting in the classroom? Okay, 20 to 30 kids. How many kids do you wanna impact this month? How many kids do you wanna impact this year? And once you bring that level of focus into it, it changes the game because it's not about I mean, for some people it is only about the money, but to me, it's not. It's about being able to be financially secure and, and be able to afford the things I want and contribute to the charities that I want to contribute to and that kind of stuff. But then also being able to um, impact a ton of people. And so when I'm setting goals, I really think about, okay, so, if, so for the 50K in 30 days thing, I thought about, okay, I can impact... Um, 25 people by sell it by by offering them my uh, two-day workshop on how to make more high ticket sales and five of five additional ones I'm just dreaming this right but five additional ones will t attend my workshop and buy my bundle where they get VIP support for me and so that's that's how I got to that number because that would equal 50k now everything else that comes in outside of that is gravy and I have coaching clients and other things that, that I know I have a base for, but I actually said this on my podcast last night. Like when you try to make sales and you try to sell things from a place of, Oh, I have to have this money. It's like my last dollar or, you know, like 
I'm going to be living on the street or whatever, you know, you're just so stressed, that stressful, angsty feeling of like, I really need to make this money. That money is not going to come to you as easily as if you're having fun with it and playing with it and just like knowing that it's going to show up. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people have struggled with that. I know I've struggled with that myself and just, you know, whenever I don't think about money is generally when all of a sudden I just like make it. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like I've manifested money multiple times, like the weirdest feeling to, to be able to make that happen. Um, it's really cool to see how powerful your thoughts are, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. And I love, um, I want, I want to switch back to the, the vision board a little bit because I, I think <laughs> it's so cool. And I actually, I have two, um, vision boards that I've created there. They were actually created when I, um, worked for my previous job, but a lot of it was like building the freedom. And like one thing even says like something about living on a beach or something. And now I'm moving to San Diego. So again, I believe it. I believe it. It's like so powerful in, and you don't even realize, I think how powerful it is until you've actually done it. Um, you know, where the things start to happen. So you can't even judge the vision board until you make one to then see if it works or not. (laughs) So so there's this, when you're priming your brain like that, and that's how I look at it, when you're priming your brain, that is telling your brain it's going to happen. You know, when I was writing my book, every morning as part of my morning routine, I would visualize the letter, the email that I was going to send to my publisher when the manuscript was done. Dear Dave. (laughs) literally every morning for, I can't even tell you how long until the day came that I got to write it. And I knew exactly what to say because I had been envisioning it for so long. And so when you have a big goal like that, like right now, my 50 K in 30 days, which is just like totally arbitrary. I'm having fun. Let's see if I could do it. Let's do it. You know what? I have no attachment to it. I hope you can feel that. Like if I make the 50 K great, if I don't make the 50 K, okay, I have next month. Like let's try again. You know, it's just a game. Like it's like, there's no, there's no losing because I'm still getting to impact people and serve people and show up and make money. And so when you have a goal like that, like now I'm visualizing that. You know Mm -hmm. what that's going to look like when it's in my bank account. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Like not being attached to the goal. Um, And one thing you mentioned that I think is really awesome and really important is you talked about like the actual visualization of like doing that visualization and doing that as part of your practice. So when it comes to your visualization because i actually do visualizations also i think it's like super powerful um and i and i would love to know kind of more of that process and how you visualize um and how that kind of almost i guess how that ties into your vision board also if there's like differences that incorporates yeah so the vision board is just something i keep up in my office and i see it subconsciously multiple times a day And if I'm not at home, I try to at least look at it on my phone, but it's conscious, which is, you know, just totally different when like you're purposely doing it. The, the subconscious part I think is huge because it's just like molding in your brain, you know, like it's just like filtering them in there. The visualization thing I started after reading Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning. Have you ever read that? I have. I do savers every day. Oh my God. Okay. So we interviewed Hal on our podcast and uh, yeah, um, I, I, and he's amazing. And 
after the interview or during the interview, I was like, I'm going to try this for 30 days. And I did it for 30 days straight. I love savers. It was awesome. And that's when I was doing the visualization every day. And after that, I, after the 30 days that I had committed to, I tweaked it and, and it's eventually evolved into what I described earlier. But, um, whenever I have, what I didn't talk about was whenever I have a big goal in mind that I'm really trying to achieve, I just sit there and, and visualization from, from the miracle morning, by the way, was the hardest thing for me, the hardest part of all of savers, because I didn't know how to do it. Like I wasn't taught it in school. I didn't grow up doing it. There was no app for that. Like maybe there is, but I didn't know what it was. And so I, I would just sit there, close my eyes and picture it. That's all I, I don't know if I was doing it right or wrong. It worked. I wrote the book, but, but um, you know, and so when I'm doing visualization, it's just, Sometimes it's for a minute. I set a timer. It's one minute and I, I don't have to think about how long I'm sitting there for. And I just sit there and close my eyes and, and visualize it. That's, I mean, I don't know if I'm simplifying it too much or oversimplifying it, but that's what's Yeah, no, I think it can go both ways because I've done both parts of it um, from a visualization, visualization standpoint. Um, you know, I've had like more long-term goal visualizations where, you know, I'm coming out onto a stage with like just thousands of people and just like, you can't see faces. It's all dark. There's lights coming down, you know, like, so I have this like massive visualization, but then I've also had other ones that are more focused on like what my life would look like living by the beach and like, now it's, you know, again, and mentioning it again, as it's coming forward, because again, you know, when you think about it every day, I mean, I wrote every single day as my goal was live by the beach, like live on the beach. And now I'm going to be blocks from the beach. Wow. Um, so again, it is so cool. It's years. I mean, this has been two years. So like, again, people think like, oh yeah, you know, you should just similar to what you were talking about, like a year of wanting to quit your job. And it's like, yeah, I wanted to move to San Diego for two years, you know, it was like back and forth for one year. And then it's been a full year since I was like, I'm moving. And I just kind of like been, you know, my lease needed to end and, oh, you know, COVID happens and things got pushed back a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's happening. And I think it's just, it's the power of visualization is underrated. And that was actually the last one that I incorporated as well. I skipped, oh, wow. I, yeah, I skipped over that one a little bit too. And I was like, let me try this. Like, let me just yes, exactly. see where this goes. <laughs> Let's and see it's if like, it works. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Like where that can go. Um, and this, this has been so awesome. I mean, do you have such a, a cool, remarkable, you know, story to, to go from where you are and, you know, you're, just, you know, you're growing too. And it's amazing to see. Um, so grateful to, you know, have you on the show. And I do have a few more questions, a few quick questions. You mentioned the miracle morning, which I've mentioned, and it's so funny to hear multiple books be referenced multiple times. Um, and I think that's like so impactful of like, Hey, if you're hearing the same book over and over again, maybe you should check it out. Um, but I was wondering if you had any other books that were super, influential and impactful like one that you're just like this is a must like i recommend this to everyone so i'm gonna give you three (laughs) that's so funny that's so funny because i i asked for one and so many people give me three which i love it's totally cool to give me three i love it okay so there's a book called dollars flow easily to me have you read it i've heard of it but i have not read it you have to read it okay it's a skinny book i find it so impactful that i actually reread it almost every month 
And every single month, and you can read it in an hour. I mean, it's, it's short. But um, every single month when I read it, I find something new or I'm in a newer place and I have a, a different and, and, you know, more improved foundation and I pick something else up. And so that's why I keep rereading it because I'm like, where did that come from? How did I miss that the first time? What? You know, and then, and so if that's happening with a book and it's such an easy, fun read, like you got to keep reading it. So Dollar Slow is the me. That's a great one. Um, I'm a really big fan of Napoleon Hill. So like mm-hmm. Think and Grow Rich and Truthful Living. Truthful Living is actually his original work that came out before Think and Grow Rich. And my husband had the honor of annotating the book and working with the Napoleon Hill Foundation to uh, explain what Hill would be, because he's a Napoleon Hill expert. So to explain what Napoleon Hill would have meant in modern day. And so I edited the book and, and it was the same thing as Dollars Flow Easily to Me. Every single time I read it, and I read that book so many times during the editing process, I would pick up on something new. I would be texting Jeffrey, my husband, like, did you read this quote? He's like, yes, Jen, I read it. I'm like, oh my God, it's so good. Like, and just to think that this guy wrote this book a hundred years ago and it's so relevant today. So truthful living. And then I would be remiss if I didn't say one of my husband's actual books, Yes Attitude, the little gold book of Yes Attitude. It's all about attitude. It's all about reframing your mindset and and how to do that. And I think for me, growing up on the East Coast where everything is like really fast paced and attitude is not a focus and not that it isn't that it is in all of you know different parts of the world, but it's really not there. <laughs> and I had to train myself on how to find the good and have a positive attitude. And that book was instrumental in my journey on that. So cool. Love it. You're such a good wife too. Um, (laughs) the book. No, that's really cool. And that's really cool too. I've never heard, um, Napoleon Hill, you know, truth for a living. That's truth for a living. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never even heard that before. And now I'm like very intrigued. Cause... It's, I, I will send you a copy. Send me your address. I'll send you a copy. It is so good. Yes, absolutely. I will do that. And like, it's funny because when I first started getting into entrepreneur, like I would read, a, I picked up a book and I think it was like Gary V, you know, crush it was like one of the first like entrepreneur books I read and he like mentions think and grow rich in it at some point and then I'm like oh let me pick up another book and it was like Tony Robbins like money <laughs> master the game and he's like thinking rich I'm like all right I need to stop all these book readings and go mm-hmm. read this book and so it's kind of like a funny aspect <laughs> like that is just such like a core foundational book that every single person must um yeah read. and it's but- evergreen like somehow it was written so long ago and it's still relevant and that to me as a writer is so amazing and so interesting you know how could someone write something that that could still be so relevant you know yeah yeah i may have to go back and because i haven't it's been like four years i think three oh years yeah since yeah I've... i bet you would pick up new stuff that's the cool mm-hmm. thing about books you know and and reading and i i'm a really big dork when i read i have an Evernote file for books and I take notes and I write down things. And then I go back to that, you know, what I've, what I've pulled from the book. So don't just read to read. If you're going to read, figure out what you can take out of the book and put into action. Cause that's the way you're going to make it come true. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Such an important tip that people often skip over jumping from course to course, book to book, and don't take the yes. time to actually implement it. That instead of starting that new book, maybe go back to an, uh, another book that you already read and try and get more of it. I think that's so important. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, this thank you. so fun. Yes. <laughs> Lastly is um, what's the best place for somebody to get in touch with you, follow you? Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, on Facebook, I'm Jennifer Gittimer and on Instagram, I'm at Jen Gittimer and I'm very active on Instagram. I love Instagram. So DM me, let me know you listen to the show. They're, you know, one of Nick's fans and I would love to connect with you at Jen Gittimer. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate you being here. This is so awesome. I love these conversations and they go in different directions and um, there's like, it's just so powerful, you know, for someone to be able to, again, take the, take what you're hearing again, similar to what you were just saying and how can we implement the things that were talked about today? Yes. 100%. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you listeners. Always appreciate you guys being here and remember Let's keep growing together.